0: You are now listening to the Minority Trailblazer Podcast. Let the story begin. One time for the lovers, two times for the ladies, three times for the brothers, four times for the babies. Do 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 you love her? 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 Do you love it? Do you love her? Do you love it? 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 Do you love her? One time for the lovers, two times for the ladies, three times for the brothers, four times for the babies. Do you love her? Do you love her? Do you love her? Do you love it? Do you love it? Do you love it? Do you love it? Do you love her? Do you love it? Do you love her? Do you love it? Do you love her? Do you love her? Do you love it? Do you love it? Do you love her? Brown skin, love a brown skin, love for brown brown skin love a brown skin love a brown she my brown skin love a brown skin love a brown she my brown skin love a brown skin hold me down yeah. you are now tuning into episode 66 of my know the trouble is a podcast and i'm your host greg eel the culture change agent i am pumped up i am excited this week has been legendary Things are just coming my way. Um, Knowledge is just being shared. I'm getting connected with a lot of phenomenal, amazing people. The feedback has been great. Thank you, the listener, for leaving reviews, engaging with my YouTube channel, on Twitter, definitely LinkedIn. And, yo, we across the pond. We like UK. Brooklyn, Jamaica, South Africa. Like, yo, it is crazy. And I know I talked about last week in the video, speaking things to existence. And of course, this week I had another graduation. Last week I had another graduate, two graduation keynotes. And um, I told you that before 35 I wanted to be the commencement speaker at North Carolina AT. But let me put something else in the air, right? This year we're gonna speak internationally. It has to get done, so let's make it happen. If you're abroad and you want to bring me there, make sure you hit me up. I got you. And Today's episode is going to be one of the most unique ever because we're inter- we're interviewing, I'm interviewing, um, a girl that is a true go-getter. And we're going to jump into the episode really, really soon. I guarantee it's not going to be a 15-minute intro, all right? <laughs> I just want to get a couple key housekeeping things on the way, and then we're going to jump right into it. First things first. Let's get to 200 reviews on iTunes. So please, please, please leave a review if you're listening to your iTunes and you haven't done already. Second, make sure you register at MinorityTrailBlazer.com to get updates on the March conference. It is going to change the world. Well, we look at 300 tickets that we're going to sell. It haven't went online yet. We have a lot of great speakers, and the content we're going to provide is going to be very intentional. So we're going to give you the inspirational piece and the story-driven stuff, but we're also going to give you the practical things about the how to take your life and your business to the next level. I can't wait. I'm pumped up. I'm excited for that. And the third thing, third thing, third thing, Minority Trailblazer live tour is on the way. We have changed one date, so for Durham, North Carolina, we're actually going to be on August 12th, so I'm going to end at my hometown, but July 8th, Charlotte, we coming to you. July 15th, DC, we coming to you. July 22nd, Atlanta, we coming to you. Brooklyn, August 5th, we coming to you. In Houston, Texas, July 29th, we coming to you. I can't wait. I will be sharing who I'm interviewing over the next couple weeks. And most importantly, it ain't even about who I'm interviewing. It's about the session after. So I can't wait to give more details. Also, I will have a private one hour lunch beforehand, so you can pick my brain, ask me any question you want to have. My guests will be there. Um, the price point is going to be a little higher, but it's going to be a very intimate session. So, hope I'm thinking around like three to ten individuals. I'm talking about anything you want to know about podcasting, writing a your book, speaking. I am an open book, I'll give you templates, we'll do all that good stuff. So, that's going to be an hour before the podcast, and after the podcast, we're going to have intentional networking spaces so that people that are in the building, and I know DC. I got something special for you but people that are in the building will be able to connect and most importantly grow all right and you can find out more information at greggyhill.com backslash live. all right and we're coming to a city near you make sure you tell a friend even if they don't listen to the podcast tell a friend to tell a friend to tell a friend because this is going to be phenomenal and that's all the housekeeping i got let's get into the show on this show, we interview young, successful minorities in a variety of fields to educate, empower, and inspire our current and future generation of leaders. And when I tell you, audience, minority trouble as a nation, this interview, it might be probably, it may be one of the best of all time. I, I haven't even recorded yet. I'm already going to put it out there. It's going to be just the energy we had before the call, the energy we had a month ago when we we, we, we plotted on how to get this out here. And I'm telling you jewels stories laughter realness it's already there and i'm gonna shut up read the bio and we're gonna get jump, jump right into it so she is the founder and ceo of the das media group a digital content marketing agency and she is also an american entertainment personality a global millennial influencer, keynote speaker, best-selling author, engineer of a global social media following over 130,000 people on all platforms, which is crazy. I know that was a mouthful, but her bio, what she's done, and her age, she's only 24, it's, it's all a mouthful. Uh, an empowering and an internationally recognized talent, she has been interviewed on ABC Fox, NBC, CBS, Marie Claire. I don't know if I said that right. Business Insider. And she is fluent in Spanish as well. And she was invited to be moderated panel at the Commission on the Status of Women at the United States National Headquarters in New York City. In March 2016, she was profiled on global hero in Inc. Magazine to share her thoughts on the broadening international access to global girls education. She was also profiled in Forbes Magazine. Yes, I said it. Forbes Magazine about her entrepreneurship journey to becoming a full-time CEO at 24. And she was invited to share her strategies to build businesses in her Better Business Book, Volume 2, which will be published in 2017. She is brash, unique, and unequivocally vicious. I'm talking about vicious in a good way. And I love her energy and her grit. So without further ado, I would like to introduce Shin Jenny Das to the Minority Trailblazer podcast. Welcome to the show.
1: Thank you so much, Greg. Dude, you are so dope. Like, I'm, I'm just trying to keep up with your level of dopeness. I think that's where we're at. <laughs> oh,
0: don't, don't, don't start. Don't flatter me like that. I haven't reached to the point where you just gotta flatter me like that. Like, you don't, you don't. <laughs> like, you know, when you, when you on Oprah's show, you have to flatter Oprah first and then tell <laughs> your story. But you, I'm not on that level, so you don't have to flatter me. You can just say thank you, Greg, and let's get to it, man. You're wasting my time. Only, you only got but so much. That's all you had to say.
1: <laughs> oh no, no, I'm so excited. And I was telling you before this show, I'm a big fan of your journey, and I think you are a true exemplification of a go-getter. So I think this will be absolute fire. So I'm so excited.
0: You already know. So we always should start the show off with a quote and a story about how you qu- apply the quote to your everyday life. So she and Jenny, go-getter. What? How? How? Show it us a quote that you live by, and give us a great story about how you apply it to your everyday life.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So this is such a great question, because I've literally had this quote my entire life, which is destiny is not a matter of chance. It is a matter of choice. It is not a thing to be waited for. It is a thing to be achieved. Mm -hmm. And I think this is so good, right? It's so good, because I've always believed that, you know, I need to work to get to where I'm You want to go, you know, and thankfully I've been very blessed, you know, great family, uh, great childhood, great upbringing, all of that. But I always felt like it wasn't enough. You know, I always felt like, oh, cool, this is it oh cool this was middle school oh high school and so at every point I've wanted more and I realized very early on maybe you do too Greg is that achievement is the way out of mediocrity Mm -hmm. you know Um, I realized that so it's like the only way to get out of like what everybody else is doing is to constantly achieve and and by achieving you become great right because Mm -hmm. if you've achieved a certain number of things that you know not everybody has now all of a sudden you're different right now all of a sudden you have your own uh, playing field. And then the more you achieve, the higher up you go in life. And so for me, that was a big realization. I think I, that happened in my teens. So, like 12. 12- 13. And ever since I've just been on a ridiculous achievement grind, you know, cause I, I want to be known, you know, uh, as the girl, get a girl, I want a legacy. I want an empire. I want all these things. And the only way to get all these things is through achievement, you know? So for me, that's so it, it, in a sense, like creating my own destiny is a very, uh, appealing concept versus like you're, you know, screwed. Like everything is already like worked out for you, you know, cause that's not how I roll. And, and that's not what I teach. And that's, not what i tell my people um is like oh well you can't do anything about what life has thrown your way like that's just not how i operate and i know that's not how you operate either Mm -hmm. and so i think for me like this is huge that oh my god i can create my own destiny by literally just achieving achieving and achieving
0: so before we get into it something just popped to my mind how do you balance achieving with still being intrinsically happy You feel Mm. not happy, but like, like Mm -hmm, sound mm -hmm. because there's, there's somebody that's listening right now they said, I hear you, but what if Mm -hmm. I'm not achieving? Like, how can I Mm -hmm. still be intrinsically like, until I get to the point where I'm achieving, does that Mm -hmm. mean I'm little? Like, so what's your, what's your take on that?
1: Yeah, you know, Greg, you know, for me, my happiness doesn't depend on my achievements. I think for me, achievement is like my desire. Like, that's what I want to do. But I'm not going to tell you that dude, when I'm on Oprah's show, and when I'm chilling (laughs) with Oprah, I'm going to be a lot happier than I am right now chilling with you. Like, I don't I don't think that's going to be the case. But yes, that's my ambition. I want to do that. You know, I want to meet her. I want to hug her. I want to let her know that she's amazing, but I don't think that I'm going to be a lot happier than, than I am right now. Like, I I don't think that they're related. So long story short, uh, your happiness comes from within you. Uh, it is not related to your wealth. It is not related to your looks. It is not related to your confidence. It is not related to who you're married to, uh, who your kids are, uh, who your boyfriend is or like, you know, any of that kind of stuff. I think for me, happiness is just like who I am on a daily basis. It's, I literally wake up every day and I'm so excited to do the things that I'm doing. And you know this, like mm-hmm. money doesn't rain as an entrepreneur. It's not like every day you wake up and it's millions. Like yeah, that's yeah. not Some day how day the it sun is, is out. Right?
0: days the desert is right. out. Some you... <laughs>
1: Yeah, so it is not magic. And so it's not like every day I'm waking up, you know, to millions yet. Uh, but, you know, that I'm sure that they will come. But I don't think I'm going to be so much happier then, than I am now. You know what I mean? So I think the biggest thing for everybody listening, um, you know, girls, guys, all that, uh, make sure your happiness is from within you. Like this is not related to your looks, to your body, to your whatever. Like this is you because you love yourself, because you're worthy, because you're happy with who you are. And then ambitions, like leave that separate like yeah those are like those are like my goals you know yeah. what i mean Um, But I don't think my goals make me, you know, happier. I think that obviously, like, I'd be sad if I didn't achieve them. Mm -hmm. But that doesn't mean that now all of a sudden, like, my whole, you know, life is, like, destroyed. It it still means that I love myself. It still means that, you know, I'm happy with who I am. But, yeah, you know, I definitely want to achieve everything on my list, Mm -hmm. as all of you guys do, because we're go-getters. So, yeah, I think for me it's about keeping my happiness separate from, you know, material things, from uh achievements
0: and I think you said something you said something deep two things one um as far as and you made me think of how we oftentimes frame what achievements is like my mind already drifted towards achievement as far as monetary whatever but achievement like you said is your your mindset on life your mindset on living that can be an achievement Mm -hmm. and I think you you said mentality and the biggest thing I, I caught from it and many of you probably didn't catch it but it was like your level of excitement be, being uh say if you were on oprah saying to be on the show is like uh, probably almost the same and a lot of us the reason why we're blocked because we're waiting for the excitement of being a millionaire we're not being right. excited on being like a $1, yes. hundred dollars in a bank yes. like we're like so um, you got a hundred dollars in bank you're not excited but then you gonna be excited when you get a millionaire no like it, it, because when you bring that energy that excitement here to be on the show yeah. like i can hear yeah. from your from your voice then that gets you to oprah but exactly. if you're just like, oh, this is a show. This is like, oh, uh, I'm a, I'm kind of excited. You're never going to get the Oprah.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. You're actually absolutely right. Because, you know, you attract what you put out, you know. And so you have to always. And that was something, Greg, that I told myself that I wanted to be remembered as. that Because uh, I knew, like, you know, all of it would, like, blow up soon. But, like, two years ago, mm-hmm. I wanted people to say that, you know what? When she was on, uh, what was it, like, Good Morning Washington and D.C. When two people watched she was the same as she was on mm. Oprah's show. You know what I mean? Like, that was a big deal to me. Like, I, I told myself that because this was two years ago and I was like, I want people to remember me oh, as even morning, when Alabama. she was... St- or whatever. Good morning, Alabama, right? Literally. I'm whatever, like, what is
0: she many- doing in Alabama? I'm like, who exactly. <laughs>
1: Exactly. But but dude, that's why I did that because I wanted people to be like, you know what? She's always been like this. So it's not like now all of a sudden on Bloomberg it's this, you know, amazing person, and then Good Morning America or Good Morning Alabama, it was shit. Like, you know, so (laughs) for me, like that was a big thing. Like that was even today, like I treat all of my opportunities with equal respect and dignity. And and you're right, it comes down to respect because if you don't respect these opportunities, they're going to stop coming. And then you can forget Mm. about Oprah. You know, you can forget about uh, your Oprah, whatever that is, right? The the millionaire and the billionaire and and all that stuff, you know? Because if I can't respect and achieve at this level, there's no way I'm going to do that, right? And so I think for me, that was a big deal. Is like, I want people to remember that she always looked good then. It's not like after Good Morning
0: America. (laughs) I love it. She always looked good then. Uh-huh. Yeah,
1: you know what I mean? Like that was important to me. Like that was important that people remembered my rise with respect, not like, oh, she sold herself out, you know?
0: Mm-hmm. I love it. So as we as we start to pivot to the beginning of your show, 24 24- because when I'm listening to you, I don't hear a 24 year old. I remember when I was 24 and I was, I, I, I just don't hear that. So getting featured on Forbes 24, navigate us through your story. But I want to do something unique on this show. Because usually I just say, navigate us through the story. But I want, as you navigate it, right? First, paint the picture of the audience. If you had a story, like what movie would kind of be narrate your life and then take us to three points in the story, right? This is your life. This is a movie. This is your story. The climax, which is like the peak. not the, I mean, mm-hmm. we're not in the peak yet, but you get what I'm saying. The climax, <laughs> like the, right. the, the struggle moment, right. and yeah. then like the journey, like the Rocky scene where you're training, the training, the training, the training, the process. So kind of walk us through narrated in that sense so we can kind of uh, get in your shoes before we take, on, take us on this journey of how we can be better and what we need to do.
1: Yeah, no, for sure. Dude, I don't know about movie, but song uh, is Girl on Fire by Alicia Keys. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think that that like every time I listen to it, I actually almost start crying because it's my life. You know, Um, growing up, I was super shy, very introverted um, and, you know, didn't have friends, you know. So all of my like life moments were alone in the sense that I had to rely on myself. Right. So it's not like I could ask my 10 other friends, you know what to do or you know i'm having this problem let me talk to the five people in my posse like that was never mm-hmm. ever ever a thing and so i think what that taught me in retrospect was like to trust myself you know and to be really self-reliant because every single thing i did from just like academics to uh, extracurricular club to public speaking you know because that was just me it wasn't like me and a team right mm-hmm. it, it made me very very self-reliant to the point that i realize that, you know, I, I'm beautiful enough. I'm smart enough. I'm confident enough. I'm powerful enough. And so that was a huge thing for me, you know, growing up and, and, you know, learning all that. Cause now I'm sometimes I'm like, Oh, I didn't have any friends. I didn't this. I was shy but I am who I am today because of that, right? Because mm-hmm. if I had relied on like a million people at every step of the way, even today, I'd be like, Greg, should I do this? I don't know, <laughs> you know? Uh, but I don't do that now because I'm like, shit, I do know. I do know what I should be doing. I do know what I shouldn't be doing, you know? So I think for me, that song is, is big. And and I think there's a lyric in there. It's like, she's, it's a lonely girl, lonely girl, <laughs> lonely world, something like that. And again, I don't want it to sound like depressing, but I mean, there were definitely times. And even today, like there's a lot of my time that I spent Working uh, alone. Um, and I'm sure that that won't be the case, you know, when I build out my, um, you know, company team and when I'm, you know, out there in LA and this and that, I mean, my life's about to become ridiculous um and so i'm gonna lose a little bit of that alone time but i think for me that's been huge in terms of like getting one with myself in terms of trusting myself in terms of not letting other people uh tell me what to do and me being like okay cool i'll just say yes to all of you you know Mm -hmm. and so i think like just self-respect i think that's been huge um In terms of the story, okay, so three points. Uh, So I'll start with the struggle. Uh, The struggle was like, you know, the first part of my life. I think I got discovered at 23. And so I would say between, and I started probably speaking at about 15. Mm -hmm. So between 15 and 23, I think was sort of that struggle period. Having said that, I didn't look at it at that because I was like, oh, I'm achieving. I won the whatever national, you know, competition and I won the regional, so like I was moving. So at that point I wasn't like, oh, I'm struggling. But now when I look back, like, yeah, I think that was the sort of quote unquote struggle period. Uh, but I think what was really the struggle was I i always knew where I belonged, you know, for for whatever reason, the, all of this was always very exciting to me, like influence, fame for the sake of influence, not because you get to wear, you know, pretty dresses, but because you are seen and heard and you can change the world in a good way. Like that to me was always very exciting. I remember as a like 15 year old, I, you know, those magazines magazine um it covers that you can like put your picture on you know oh, what i'm yeah. talking about mm-hmm. um, and and there was like a bunch and and the one i picked i still remember it was the world's most famous mm-hmm. and uh, and, the, and the underlying uh thing of the, the quote in the magazine was how fame changed me and i still remember putting my picture and it was like one of the shoots that i did just as like a kid I put it on there and I told myself, I was like, fame is not going to change me. Fame is going to show people who I really am. Mm-hmm. And this was at 15. This was at 15. So I think like- I on, really, how does a
0: shy girl-
1: I know. Transform it's confidence, so Dude, it's confidence. See, that's what I want to like, that's what I want to like dispel stereotypes on. Because yes, I was shy, but I was always confident. Does that make sense?
0: Because uh, a lot of times we think of shy, we automatically think of like exactly. somebody that doesn't have confidence.
1: Exactly. So even even today at my core, dude, I'm an introvert. Like I love like my four people, you know, but because of my job now, like I'm an extrovert, you know what I mean? So I'm an extrovert. And so at 15, I was absolutely shy, but I was very confident because I've spent like all these years alone, mm-hmm. you know, and like trying to build my life and career and all that stuff. So I remember I saw that I was like, fame is not going to change me. It's going to show people who I really am. And so I think, I, and I think there's a, there was always like this element of like ballsiness. I spoke about things that people were not speaking about at that point, you know, so everybody was like something about stereotyping. And I came out and said, don't stereotype. That was one speech. Um, so at every point it was like, I, I was doing something that other people were not doing and i think that was like a big uh part of it i think the struggle there was like wow i'm so different you know wow i'm totally unlike everybody else i didn't go to prom uh in high school you know i didn't uh, i guess i wasn't asked or whatever and so all these things were like there you know of like oh i feel so different and i think that was a struggle uh when i went to college was when i uh grew out of my shell a little bit i learned Georgia Tech. Georgia Tech in Atlanta. Uh, So go jackets. Um, I was, yeah, like I was super, I was, I was, I was a little bit less shy. I was a little bit less shy. And I think that was the first time in my life at 18 when I learned that I could be popular. I think that was a big moment for me because high school, I was not popular. And so, college, you know, when I went, I had all these friends and everybody wanted to meet me and like, you know, talk to me and all this stuff. And I was like, wow, I, I, this, I can be popular. Like who knew, like who knew? So that was a big moment for me. Um, in terms of climax, like the whoa it was in 2015 I was just sick and all had this vision of like fame and like influence and changing the world and being this like woman who lifestyle brand worth you know x million and you know my parents again we come from a you know a middle class family and so parents are like you have no idea what you know 150 million is and I told them I was like I'm not asking you for 150 million I'm just telling you that that's what's gonna happen you know what I mean Mm -hmm. um so I think So that's always been a part of my trajectories, like super ballsy, super, you know, confident, all of that. Um, And so I think in 2015, I tweeted my website out to a whole bunch of people, neither of whom I knew. I was just like, hey, look, hey, look, I'm a speaker, like literally like where you are, you know, it's like, hey, look, I'm a speaker, Mm -hmm. I'm a speaker. Uh, and, and some people saw it and they looked at my content and they're like, oh, she's different. And she reached out to me and she said, you need a publicist. And I said, for what? She goes for media, for media work. And I said, oh, for to like television. She's like, yeah. I was like, what? Well, like what? <laughs> mm-hmm. I, I was trying to be a speaker, you know, but TV and radio and all this stuff is, is different. You know, it's not the same as being a speaker. Uh, in it's person. way different. It's way different, you know, so I told her, I said, just because I speak, like, what makes you think that TV would be, you know, amazing and a good option? And she's like, no, like, just trust me. And I was like, okay. Um, And I I saw this as as a sign from above, you know, I believe in God. It's a random person
0: on Twitter said all this?
1: yeah yeah wow. yeah yeah like she she discovered me, and even to this day, I told her I was like, girl, you changed my life, you know, and so um, I signed you know in march twenty fifteen and that's changed my life, so I think that would be the climax moment um, uh, where we are today is sort of the rise, um mm. so in my <laughs> Wikipedia entry, there's like a <laughs> rise to fame. Like, I think that's where we are right now. Um, I think it's hard. I think there are different challenges here than I had two years ago. Two years ago, was like, what am I doing? Now it's like, holy shit. Like, I want to make sure that my rise is well managed. Mm -hmm. I want to make sure that I don't lose myself in the process. I want to make sure that I stay sane. I want to make sure that I have full control on, like, revenue streams and what's happening. Because right now, there's a lot of people in my life, Mm -hmm. all of whom me to do a lot of different things and so it's like I can't say yes to everybody so it's like who do I say yes to so basically like strategy prioritization and then of course I have a company on top of my brand brand you know so now it's like a different struggle um, than it was two years ago but I'm super grateful I think this year is going to be that year for me in terms of like my rise and the next year will be like she's there you know Um, which is what is exciting um, because I think the rise is really difficult for a lot of like people famous and celebrities because I've just read a lot and a lot of especially women um, struggle a lot with the rise because it's like perception. It's uh, a lot of people know you now. And it's like, what are they saying about you and just all kinds of things. And depression is pretty common when you have something like this. And so I'm I'm very thankful that I've like avoided a lot of that so far. <clears throat> and I want to keep avoiding it cuz I just I want the good but like obviously I don't want the bad you know so mm-hmm. so yeah I think that's kind of where we are right now uh and then next year will be like managing the 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 new life that is going to be my life you know I think that'll be next year mm-hmm.
0: um which so, two, questions, <laughs> two questions two questions cuz I want to I want to see what your I I'm I'm just curious to see what your mentality is on this so say for instance right say if next year wasn't a year Say mm. if you were still on the rise. Say if you're on the rise three years, next three mm-hmm. years. Mm-hmm. You think that would change like the way your your thought like what what would what would change like about that? Cause I know I know from your you're a dominant personality. You're a person who's yeah. like, yo, I got I I'm gonna do yeah. it. But what <laughs> yeah. if this what if mm. it took three or four years for you to really take that next, next step? Like, how would you how would you cope? How, how do you think you would go get a girl? How would you still keep that same fire, that same energy, that same belief if it was just the next couple of years?
1: You know, dude, I'll be honest, because I think, again, I believe in destiny. I believe in, you know, creating your own destiny. And I think that with the manager, because I just signed with the manager now, like I've been calling this in for a long time. You know, I've been thinking about it. I've been like praying for it. I've been, you know, cause I'm like, I need, I need a manager because to me, a manager is next level. And then all of a sudden he just shows up in my life and he's like, Hey, let's talk. Let's this. And then now I'm like, Oh my goodness. Like, I feel like I prayed for you and and now he's here and so to be honest with you I would have problems with it um 100% <laughs> no no, no seriously yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> because the thing is like I was very clear that this this is my year to rise and so if I didn't get booked with a manager this year not like I I would definitely have an issue, right? Because I'm like 25 now in the media world, in the entertainment world, 25, 26 is not that young, you know, um, in terms of like celebrities and women and all that kind of stuff. And so for me, it's like, I'm, you know, five years from 30, if I get discovered by a manager at 27, like that just gives me a lot less time to work, you know? Um, so I, I absolutely would have problems because I'm extremely, um, like you said, vicious in my uh, goals, but also like achieving them. Like literally I got off the phone with a manager today and if you didn't know who was who you'd be like, so who's the manager and who's the client, mm-hmm. you know, cause that's how, that's just how I roll. You know, I'm very dominant. I say it like it is. I put together stuff yeah. and then I achieve. So absolutely. I mean, would I have problems? Absolutely. Cause to me, that would mean that it's not happening. Mm -hmm. You know, Uh, but having said that in terms of like, how do I keep focused? What I'm focused on is growth, Mm -hmm. you know, so do I need a million followers today? No but I definitely need to be on track to a million like if that makes sense you know so um that's kind of what I focus on is uh, you know I need to be growing I need to be uh, seen in more places I need higher profile offers you know versus like uh, staying in the same place <clears throat> so yeah. I think for me that's how I look at it but would I have problems absolutely yeah. I mean I'm dealing with that even now as we speak I'm like oh this this is not going to happen or you know what if we lose this and what I mean so this is just how I'm wired you know um I've tried to change it at times but then I was like that's who I am
0: you know it's hard to change who you are uh, but I love the fact of the urgency of the time and the window because I'm a, I'm a big believer that I know at the end of the day some stuff does take time but there is a window out there there is yeah. a window yeah. everybody has a window and yeah. if you do not kill it and dominate within and your exactly. window yeah. then even when you do get there it's not gonna be the same mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. you're gonna mm-hmm. get there but mm-hmm. and a lot of times majority of times it's the work that we put in while doing it like Mm because if if we put in the work and you're just so committed you know and i know you manifest energy energy always manifests so Mm -hmm. if if you going a mile and this is my year you have that focus you have that drive you have the team around Mm -hmm. you and you believe Mm -hmm. it'll happen but Mm -hmm. a lot sometimes i don't think a lot of entrepreneurs just people in general not even on entrepreneurship tip just people in general don't have that urgency why mm-hmm, is it not mm-hmm. urgent? So, can you speak? Because mm-hmm. uh, I know this is this is not on the the questions, and this is mm-hmm. not you know. But I'm like, I always feel that like cats are not urgent enough. Not to say they want to speed stuff up the wrong way, Mm-mm. like buying followers and all that BS but I'm Mm -hmm. talking about urgent and executing. That's why why, Mm I know you're going to be good in this podcast. Like Execute. So how can we Mm -hmm. become more urgent and execute?
1: That's a really good question. And you know what? I think it's a very personal thing because there are a lot of people I know. In fact, you know what? Not even a lot. I would say 99.9% of the people I know. And I know the Harvard and this and Stanford and like literally the most elite schools in the world who are not urgent, kids from those schools who are not urgent uh, right now because they're like, it's fine. I'm 25 and I have a long life or whatever. And look, they're not wrong. Um, so I don't ever try to correct them. I don't ever try to say, Hey, well, that's wrong because <laughs> you know, they were like, they're like traveling or, you know, a lot of them are like married or whatever. I don't know whatever they're doing. Right. And so, um, that's cool that that's their life. But I also know that um uh, the kind of success that hopefully you and i will continue to have demands that we do this demands that we are urgent now whether or not this is correct and they are wrong or they are right and we're wrong i don't know i mean i don't think you can tell right i think it's like a very personal mm-hmm. decision and a very personal choice but um i don't think you can tell someone to become more urgent because i've tried that and it's failed you know um so i think it is something that they have to come up to terms with that. I mean, honestly, if you think about my, I mean, I'm 25. I, in fact, most people with the bio that you read, they'd be like, shit, I'm amazing. Like mm-hmm. I have nothing else to do, but I'm not wired that way, you know? And so for me, like nothing is enough, <laughs> you know what I mean? So, so that's just my wiring. That's not that I'm like very, whatever, whatever, whatever. That's like my wiring. And so, um, for some people, they are not urgent. They're like, I graduated from, Stanford and I have a six-figure job and I'm 25 like I'm doing fine And I get what it. is your problem yeah. and so then I'm like yeah I, I guess I think it just depends on what you want to do you know so some people are uh, wired like that they're like I'm fine and some people are like you and I that nothing is ever fine
0: <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. so
1: yeah. um so but, I, I don't think you can change it is my
0: answer <laughs> no nah, I love that because that's just, it's just uh, it all rounds about self-aware because if, 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 right. if your goal the, the problem always comes to me and the reason why I ask is because there's people their goals are to do do blow up in X Y and Z their goals are specifically to dominate this lane and I'm like yep. you have how can you how can that be a goal in urgency like the Sanford guys their goal is to have a good time and enjoy life I get it
1: right, Boom. Right. but
0: if your goal is to like yo you on because this was this is this is why I asked that right you do this podcast people gonna like, how do I get on Fox? How do I get on Huffington Post? How do I do this? They're gonna ask you these questions, and then you're gonna, in a year around, you're gonna answer, and they're gonna still be in the same space. And it's yeah, like, exactly. hold, yeah, up, exactly. hold up, hold up, hold no, up. You-
1: Absolutely. You know, and I think you're a really good example of that, Greg. I mean, unbiased. I mean, what you've done in five years is is pretty commendable or, or less, you know, is very commendable. And I think that people like you honestly are the ones I respect. But I will say that I think you're rare. I think you're in a minority, you know, of, of like your level of uh, not even passion, but dedication and and commitment to execution is not something that I see on a, on a daily basis. And I'm dealing with, you know, the quote unquote, best of the best. And, you know, the smartest of the smartest, but I don't see your level of insanity. Honestly, I, I think I think both of us are insane. I do. Um, that's what's needed, though, if yes. you want, you know mm-hmm. what I mean?
0: You yeah, have like, to. Like insanity, I was telling my friend enough. It was like six months ago before yeah. I, I took like a three month like the first three months of a year are very, very slow for me because I was just trying to place like how do I want to play? Like, what was the vibe? Yeah, for sure. But I was for like, sure. yo, I'm not crazy. I'm like I'm not in, I, I know when I'm insane, when I had that like buzz, for when sure. it's like you can hear it, that's for when you win. That's I mean if sure. we're wide that for way, sure. right? For
1: sure, for sure. And and I see that too. I mean, yeah, same. I feel like I followed new for a while. Now, first half of this year was a little slow, but now I see that you're picking up and, you know, the rest of this year will be great. And same with me, like I'm doing a whole bunch of colleges later this year. And so same, you know, um, and it's not like all perfect, right? I don't think for both of us this year was like all perfect, you know, but I think that I mean, I can definitely say that I've I've hustled more this year than I ever have, and I think that's probably the same for you too. Mm-hmm.
0: So. so let's pivot a second and talk about, and I, I just I think you'd be the perfect person to talk about before we get into your bread and butter of like women's empowerment, confidence, mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Before we get mm-hmm. there, I did have one question to see where it goes about how can you position yourself because you've been positioning yourself, you having the post multiple mm-hmm. television brands mm-hmm. to be a key figure and influencer, but also be authentic because mm. you could easily just put all your highlights up. Mm-hmm. So how can you navigate it without being too like humble bragging? Um, the, 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 the delicate space of authenticity versus really being positioning yourself as a, a, a thought leader and a major influencer. Cause I struggle with it sometimes.
1: Yeah, you know, I think it's um, you know, sometimes I'm like you shouldn't think so much, right? Uh, I think that's like the uh perspective that I'm taking now. It's like what am I feeling? Okay, I'm going to tweet that. Like honestly, it's that simple. Um I think before um I also sort of struggle with like what should I tweet today? <laughs> you know, <laughs> but now I think maybe it's just like maturity or you know, as you get older you're like I don't care, you know, about how people see me or whatever, whatever. Um and so, you know, I think where I'm at now is absolutely like I have a calendar, I have an editorial calendar cuz mine and and I'm sure with yours too, it's like becoming such an industrial process that I can't oh just my be like what and make yeah. I mean, I just, I can't be like, what am I going to tweet today? I don't know. I'll figure it out now. Like I, I just don't really have the luxury of doing that now because there's like people listening and you know, I have to not say the wrong thing and you know, all that kind of stuff. And so I do have a calendar. Um, having said that I'm also very like organic. And so like today, for example, I'll give you a very good example. Um, I tweeted yesterday about what was it? Uh, Oh, um, Uh, the healthcare reform, right? So Mm -hmm. like all men are deciding about women's healthcare. It's ridiculous. I mean, it's, it's just inappropriate. And I think I'm also at the point where like, I'm absolutely like super angry about it, like Mm -hmm. mad but i think what translates well on social media is not anger but like disgust like horrified Ooh, just like
0: i love that you know what i mean disgust. like
1: how yeah like how does this work and so literally what i tweeted right now and this is getting organically this is not me promoting it or whatever it's gotten 500 uh likes and almost 500 retweets and this is like organic this is no, just i saw that
0: I, I looked through all your tweets and i'm like yo this yeah. is organic this is not yeah. like ride and retweet wave this is this yeah yeah
1: yeah like, how does this he do is that? like original yeah, yeah yeah this is i'm really proud of this, this my first one that I think will hit thousands. So I'm really excited uh, organically, not like paid and, you know, all that other stuff. So this is organic. Um And I said, only men cannot make decisions about women's health care. This is ghastly, inappropriate. RT to see more women policymakers. And I thought that was, that was like a really good way of just being like, what the, right? But without being mad. Because I don't think anger translates well on social media at all. You just... Uh, <laughs> And I just I think I said it in a good way. I literally I'm like like W T F like W T F, but without the anger of that, you know. Mm. And so I think I did that really well. And so I'm getting good at good at that now. So I just I just say it like it is. So like today I said a real man focuses more on a woman's you know intellect than her you know whatever curves. Yeah. Um. And and I was just like R T. And so I think people are like getting used to that now because I just. I I've never been someone who like filters everything, Mm -hmm. but now I'm like even more not like that. But yes, I do definitely like watch what I say. I want to make sure that's not like overly controversial and, you know, you know, rubs people the wrong way, all that. But in terms of like authentic, I mean, I am who I am, you know, and I think whatever you are, you are, uh, if you're, you know, a diva, you're a diva. Some women, they're a diva. Like Beyonce cannot be this normal girl. Like it's not possible, you know? So I think for me also, I've learned to just like embrace all of me, you know?
0: with I that, guess. I think we get closer to the end. We still got a couple things I want to touch on and discuss. And I know we call or you call we call yourself you call yourself the go-getter girl. And I love that by the way, go-getter. So let's let's talk about women's empowerment because you talk about feminism, you talk about and I saying right, am I saying feminism right?
1: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, you talk yeah, about
0: yeah. yeah, you talk about feminism, you talk about women's empowerment, you are talking about um, gender equality. Can you share kind of the origin of what your angst and your, your commitment to be a advocate <laughs> yeah, for that? Yeah. In the- you
1: know, uh, yes, uh, I absolutely believe uh, in gender equality. And I think, you know, my uh, impetus, the reason why I'm so fired up uh, is that even today among and, you know, I grew up, again, very educated, uh, you know, upper middle class family, good education, all of that. But I still notice that women, uh, girls were not. Uh, you know, the, the leaders, you know, were not sort of charging ahead, you know, were not uh, encouraged to charge ahead as much as some of the guys were. And that kind of irritated me, you know, um, because I think I've always had uh, some amount of, you know, male, uh, I guess, male associated qualities of like ambition and you know aggression and uh, viciousness or whatever. Right. And so for me, it was like, but I'm very proud of that. Like I've never once been like, Oh, I'm so sorry. I'm, you know, so ambitious. I'm so sorry that, you know, I'm getting these grades that I'm getting. But as I started reading into the issue, I found out that, you know, girls' confidence drops in uh, middle school, right? They're not pursuing STEM at the same, uh, science, technology, engineering, and math at the same rates as, uh, you know, guys are. Uh, They're not excited about their grades. They're excited about, you know, which guy is looking at them or whatever, right? And so that stuff just honestly pissed me off uh, when Mm -hmm. I read about it. And uh, because my thing is that uh, today, any guy who who looks at me is because of what I've done. So I think, honestly, between you and me, I think my story is a great F you to all of the haters, to all of the people who are like, women should, you know, preferably be in the kitchen, preferably have a couple of children and, and not work, you know, because, (laughs) <laughs> everything I have today is because of my work. I mean, to be honest, whether that's friends, whether that's, um, you know, personal relationships, everybody in the world wants to talk to me because of what I've done, not because of who I am or just because of how I look or whatever it's because of what I've done. So for me, I think it's a great uh, story uh, for women to, to look at. And, and cause I'm, I've always been, you know, uh, essentially no, <laughs> no, no, no F's given. Right. And Mm -hmm. so that has been my philosophy. And so when I found out that the situation was this bad, when I found out that, you know, well, like barely 4% of fortune 500 CEOs are women, um, that they're not even making it up to the C suite in some cases. And then ever since I started my company, I've been, you know, networking like crazy. I'm sure you have too. And I've been noticing that literally stores that I shop at, uh, women, uh, you know, fashion stores, all the CEO, like C suite, entire C suite is men with the exception of like one woman who's a CFO. And I'm like, mm. how does this happen where the, your entire business is like jewelry and accessories and dresses? for women you don't have a single woman on your c-suite except one who's a cfo like how does that happen so to me it's a little weird you know that like if a woman runs gillette men and like the entire gillette men c-suite is women it's a little weird i mean i'll be honest yeah you know and so well and so, but to me that's like the norm though a lot of people that i'm connecting with and i'm talking dior i'm talking francesca i'm talking big fashion brands like you don't get more women than that right uh, it's all guys. And so I still don't know where we're going wrong, because again, I have uh, a lot of friends, you know, and I know that, you know, HBS, Harvard Business School, Stanford Business School, Yale, all these amazing schools are like graduating, uh, you know, record numbers of women, right? 43% women, almost 50% women, incredible, truly. Uh, I don't know where they're going. Uh, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know, seriously, I don't know if there's because they're not starting their own businesses at the same rate. If they are, they're not making because the thing is, the big thing is money right and Mm -hmm. that was the other thing that i wanted to show with women's empowerment it's not just hey like let's all have fun and hug each other but it's like i can out earn many men combined in my lifetime you know and so i think that's what i also want to show is that it's not just about fun and games and being fuzzy and loving each other and being you know happy for each other but it's also like a woman can bring home the box you know Mm -hmm. um and just be financially empowered. And so all of that has been very important to me. And so I just started organically speaking out about it, you know, uh, two years ago, as a like, go, go get a girl is this and she's ambitious and she's fierce. And, and I guess what happened was that this rhetoric is not like common, you know, uh, in terms of like describing an ambitious woman in a positive way. Um, and so it actually caught a lot of attention and it caught a lot of fire. Um, that article did very, very well. Uh, a lot of men commented on it. And then even today, um, the article that I, or the, the tweet that I put up, which is, you know, only men cannot make decisions. The majority of retweets and likes are from men. Uh, and so I know, which is like amazing to me. Right. And I'm so thankful that I am who I am because I'm an engineer. And like, when you look at my bio, if you don't know my gender, you may say that I'm a man, right. Without like the women angle, Mm -hmm. because all this engineer, author, CEO, these are like Speaker, I mean, these are like traditionally male roles. Um, and so I think what's amazing is that here are all those male roles. And so obviously, I connect with men. But at the same time, I'm a woman who's not a bitch. So obviously, I connect with women. Mm-hmm. So I think I'm in a very, very amazing sweet spot. You know what I mean? Um, so, and I think that's been incredible because I've, I've had so many men reach out, like, like personally reach out and like, thank you for doing what you're doing. Thank you for, cause, cause we need that. We need to see, and that that's the gap that's missing. Cause right now a lot of women that you know, that I know that we love celebrity women, they're all just like a little a little too gentle, you know what Mm -hmm. I mean? Whereas, like, you need someone vicious, you need someone fierce, you need someone who doesn't give a, you know, shit to, like, drive change, you know? Um, I think Michelle Obama is like that. I really do. I think she's like that. She's a a hit with the women, but she's also taken very seriously by men. Uh, But she's in a minority, you know, of of women like her uh, who have that level of fame as well, you know? Because a lot of the other women that I admire, they're not as, like pop culture famous mm-hmm. you know they're they're just like ceos or whatever and so i'm trying to bridge that gap i'm trying to be ceo speaker engineer who by the way is famous as hell mm-hmm. you know what i mean like that's what i'm trying to because to me that's influence that's influence when you see me in a in a tv show when you see me walking a red carpet when you see me on access hollywood oh by the way she's an engineer i think that's going to shut some doors uh, on people's faces to be like oh shit what was that
0: Mm-hmm. You know,
1: um, so so that's what I'm excited about. Um, so I know that was like a very long-winded answer. No, but
0: I I get to you you it.
1: to like hear the story. Yeah.
0: And I uh, I want to have two more pointed questions on women's empowerment, mm-hmm. but this is this goes for those that are not kind of where they want to be, right? So this the the first question I have is um, what is the secret? And I always think about what is the secret mm-hmm. to feeling good about yourself when you're just not winning. Mm-hmm, because mm-hmm. it's easy you when know, you're winning to to be right. like, "Yo, I'm 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 a dave, I'm dominant, blah blah." When blah. you're not winning,
1: yeah. you know. Look again, like I said, you know, I don't think it should be associated with your successes or your failures. You know that you should wake up every day saying, "I'm beautiful, I'm strong, I'm empowered, and I'm gonna." Uh, make it happen, you know, and I think honestly, my self worth is not tied to my successes. But it's tied to the fact that I've gotten out of every situation that I've ever been in. And I think that takes some amount of respect for yourself and love for yourself to the point that I figured everything out. I'm not saying everything was great. I'm not saying that I want everything. I'm saying that I figured everything out, you know, and uh, and I think that's like, something that I'm very proud of.
0: But what does love um, yourself look like? So, I, 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 a lot of people say love yourself, but what is yeah. it, what's, what? what does <laughs> that look like? For you
1: do it. For me, it's like literally being like if because there are times now when everybody's like, do this, do that. You know, parents are like, what are you doing? Are you unemployed? Um, and there are times <laughs> when I'm just like, you know what? I don't have to answer to anyone because I know what I'm doing. I love what I'm doing. I love myself. I respect myself to do what I'm doing because I think if I didn't love and respect myself, I would have given up a long time ago um, and just always being like, I love me. You know, that's my latest tweet. I was like unrequited love hurts a lot you know but always remember that if you love someone and you're not loved back you love yourself the most because what happens is when you like have your self-worth and stuff dependent on other people it's a very tricky situation because your self-worth fluctuates but Mm -hmm. where i'm at like nothing fluctuates like you hate me cool brah i still love myself Mm -hmm. you know what i mean like that that's where i'm at um you think i'm shit cool i think i'm the shit You know what I mean? Like that, that's, that's where I come from. And
0: Mm, I love that. I love that. So to, to, to get to a more practical level, because our listeners are very practical, they love story On on a practical level. Yeah.
1: Yeah. How have
0: you, how have you been able to gain such a following, like a real organic following?
1: hmm. Dude, it's it's tweeting this stuff. I mean, if you think about it, it's kind of controversial, right? When I say stuff like unrequited love is great. Like, it's kind of weird, right? So I think it's about um, putting stuff out there that uh, obviously doesn't exist right now. I think that would help. Um mm-hmm and also being uh, I mean, for me, it's, it's obviously different for than from, you know, other people, but my brand has always been ballsy. Like you you said it, right. It's like Mm -hmm. vicious, it's ballsy, it's out there. Um, it's, it's fearless. It's uh, fearless. Like I'm going to say stuff regardless of whether or not you think I should be saying stuff. Right. Um, and so I think that has been my brand. And then obviously I'm a woman, so it's like even more like, less expected of me to, uh, be sort of this fierce and be this, like, I don't give a shit. Right. Literally written on my face everywhere I go. So I think for me, that's been a big thing, um, because people, uh, they're not used to that. You know, And I, I think we're getting a little better. Like we have a Beyonce, we have uh Taylor Swift who spoke out against like, you know, the small artists not being compensated. So we're seeing a little bit of that now. Um, so it's not like I'm a complete like aberration from everything that Hollywood and whatever else has ever known. Like, no, Mm -hmm. because we're seeing some of that. But I think in terms of what I'm going to do, nobody would have seen all of that in one person. Like Mm -hmm. I'm, you know, fluent in Spanish and this, and I'm going to create all sorts of, you know, Uh, Noise uh, in Mm. the world, good noise, good noise, lovable noise, uh, but (laughs) noise, 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 noise nonetheless. And I think people uh, are haven't seen that before. So I think it's about novelty. It's about um fearlessness. It's about um honesty. And I think something that everybody agrees with, and you agree too, is I'm I'm real. You know, everything that I'm doing, it's not like to be famous. It's not uh, something that someone is telling me to do. Like these are all real thoughts. They're all uh, organic. They're genuine. This is authentic you know so i mean i i have very little that someone can like poke holes through like what are you gonna do you know there, there's nothing to poke holes through so i think that's also been a great thing is i have not lied to be where I am I have not compromised any value in fact I've held all my values. In fact, I've, you know, come here, uh, with all of me, you know, I'm very proud to be an engineer in a world where you know nobody is an engineer. Uh, so I, I think that's been huge, you know, is like owning yourself, loving all of you. Um, and also just putting stuff out there that doesn't exist. You know, I think that's been really huge. Um, and I will say, I mean, I have some advantages as a woman who speaks out cause you're a little bit more rare than a guy who speaks out, you know? Um, so that's something that I, you know, has been a blessing. Uh, I didn't choose it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, I think that's kind of what it's been and just being like real, you know, being real and being loving. Um, I think the world needs more love. So you see that with everything that I do, there's a lot of heart. There's a lot of love. There's a lot of, um, emojis, mm-hmm. you know? Um, and that's just who I am. I'm I mean if you you know talk to me in in my personal life that's what I am I use emojis all the time and like so I think I think that's been a great thing is like nothing is uh, fake you know nothing is like just for media Mm -hmm. like this is all just you know who I am so I think a couple of things authenticity I think putting content out there that doesn't exist right now um, or it doesn't exist in the way that you're doing it is gonna be huge Mm -hmm. right right and then number three is uh, just owning all of you you know leveraging all of you um, yeah, so so not like hiding parts of you, but just putting all of you out there in a in a nice package.
0: In a nice, in a nice it, package. Yeah. And then how, yeah. how how were you able to get on Fox NBC and all those? Like how how like how did that come? Because you're still like you're still relatively young. So mm-hmm. how did that how does how does that work?
1: Yeah, and that's a good question. So again, I do have a publicist, right? Full disclosure, uh, I do have PR representation who manages all of that. But one thing I do want to say is that at any point, you know, producers can reject PR representation. So it's not like you have PR representation, so you're going to be on Bloomberg and CNN and the Today Show on the first day. Like, no, you know, because they still have to accept you. They still have to um, approve you, you know? So it is still a very, like, tough process, you know? Uh, Having said that, I do have someone handling that for me. So it's a little bit easier. But, but it wasn't I mean, we've always like that though. Well, no, and, and, and we've always been uh you know, we've we've absolutely been rejected, you know. Um so I've been rejected uh, absolutely, but I think what's been huge is is pitching topics that are relevant, pitching topics that um are important to what they're talking about, you know. So we're not pitching random stuff ever ever like it's very on trend it's very um newsworthy because it's like news right all of these channels are essentially news channels so i i typically go on on like lifestyle segments or like a tech segment but it's still like a news show right so i can't be talking about like the weather you know what i mean like Mm -hmm. uh, that's like a meteorologist's job so i think also being very cognizant about like what am i talking about and then also am i the person who should be talking about that? I think that's something that I'm very particular about. Like there were some um, topics that, you know, my publicist and I were sort of tossing back and forth and we're like, no, I don't think I should be talking about this. Like, I don't think that I'm qualified you to share talk it, about Can you share an example? Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, it's a little bit, I guess, uh, I mean, not, not the most usual topic, but I think it was, um, I said so the UN you, you read about that, right? So I spoke mm-hmm. at the UN and it was about essentially streamlining resources to end, uh, to, to, for post rape care in, in oh. countries abroad, very deep, uh, very hard hitting. It was one of the most, uh, sort of life-changing experiences for me. And I actually wanted to talk about that during, I think, sexual assault, uh, awareness month. And I was like, Oh, this is such a, and she told me, she's like, look, you are not, you know, a rape counselor, you are not uh, certified in in this or like, you have no credential to back up talking about an issue as sensitive as this. And so I'm not comfortable pitching you. And I was like, you know what, you're right. (laughs) You're right. Uh, Leave that to the people who have earned their right to talk about that on television. And for me, you know, I did that as a panelist. And, you know, they introduced me, obviously, as like an an advocate, you know, so I, I did it as an advocate not as someone who uh, has had intimate you know experiences with that or or you know who has studied that or anything like that so i think that was a really good example of just like do not talk about something that you are not 190 Mm percent certified on capable on because well like when i've done a lot i've done a lot of like tech segments right and so they bring me on as like industrial engineer and speaker oh okay cool you probably know something about tech you probably know something about an app right whereas if i talk about that they'll be like so are you are you a social worker are you th- no <laughs> the answer to all of that is no so I, look, I look really silly then on television talking about that so yeah I, th- I think that's been a huge uh learning uh process for me
0: oh man that's that's great Andy. yeah um yeah. And our last question on the practical point because i mean you've you've taken a big jump as far as speaking mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. one how like what if ha- you had to say the one key thing that has allowed you to mm-hmm. go from like just doing some free gigs to doing some gigs well into five five figures, like what what changed or did anything change or how? Because I know there's a lot of people that hit me up all the time while speaking or whatnot. Not mm-hmm. to say this one tip is going to get them over the hump. Uh, it's mm-hmm. just that mm-hmm. I just want to see from your perspective, from your lens, yeah. what 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 changed.
1: Yeah, dude. So, and, and look, I am still new. Like I totally, my honest to God, honest, I'm not joking. My first gig, this was free, but like my first gig out of school, out of school was no, I'm I'm not kidding you. November 4th, 2014. Mm -hmm. I'm not kidding you. That was the exact date. Um, my first, uh, close to five figure gig was May 18th, 2017. Mm-hmm. So that is essentially two and a half years, mm-hmm. uh, not even three years, So, which is not a long time, right? I mean, it's not a long time in this world to go – from zero cause that was zero, uh, <laughs> to five. And so I think, uh, and, and I honestly, didn't, <laughs> there wasn't much of a in between. <laughs> um, so cause I, the thing is I wanted that I wanted that I wanted exponential. Like everybody was like, yeah, we'll pay you, you know, 500 one. And I was like, I don't, I'm not interested. I am not interested." cause either you're going to do five or you're going to do zero. Like I, cause I wasn't interested in like crumbs cause to me, 500, you know, no offense, anyone listening for me, that was crumbs, you know? And I was like, I am not about that. I am not going to do that. I'm not going to say yes. Uh, and so I didn't, you know, so I, I rejected a lot of these like little, little things along the way. And I was like, I'm holding out for big boy, you know, I'm holding out for the big one. And so and that's what I did. In terms of how I got there, um, you know, media attention was absolutely huge. I mean, I think for me, it was like the defining factor, uh, you know, in terms of say all of it, like social media, television, radio, uh, my website, you know, all of that, all of that, just, just, just dominating digital, showing the numbers, um, showing my video collateral, you know, showing that, hey, I've spoken before, you know, here here's the evidence, you know, all of that was like huge. And and she reached out to me, um, which for me was like an even bigger high because that's not something that I ran after, something that she literally came to me with and, and offered me that. So I think, yeah, I think that was a um huge deal. I and mean, look, for everybody listening, you know, publicists may not be the preferred option for everyone, but look, I think we all have access to digital. I think you can absolutely get your numbers up, you know, whether that's through ads, through, you know, content. But again, look, ads help, but ads are not gonna help if you don't get any followers organically yourself, you know. Um, so I, I do wanna put that out there is you you can't buy your way to five figures, you know. I do wanna say that. Um because you have to have uh, real content to prove um, that you're worth five figures and also, you know, figure out how to make a value proposition for yourself, right? Why should someone pay you 10000 an hour, 15000 an hour or whatever, 20000 an hour? why are you worth that? You know, so always, always have that ready. Uh, for me, that was my numbers. That was my, you know, reach. That was my past uh, engagements. You know, all, all of that came together for me. And then that's what we're using now. I mean, that's why my manager is, you know, that's his job to pitch me and be like, you know what? She reaches half a million people every month. Um, and she has this, she has that. As a result, she's worth X per hour, you know? Um, so, So it is something that you want to take seriously, but you cannot buy your way to this, you cannot, you know, buy all the, you know, Facebook followers like that. It just, I mean, I do want to emphasize that I've treated this as a very. Uh, it's a business, you know. Mm-hmm. So I've I've grown it. I've strategized. I've marketed. I mean, it's been all of that. So it's not like overnight. But yeah, I mean, two and a half years is uh, is not much to go from zero to that, you know. Um, usually it takes I think longer. So mm-hmm.
0: it's just about yeah. position, about position, about yeah, position, so. yeah,
1: yeah, exactly. Because also, I mean, I have never seen myself as like a struggling beginner, whereas a lot of people did two years ago. They were like, "You are new. You've never done anything." And I was like, "No, but I don't see myself as." like struggling 20 whatever three-year-old uh beginner you know so i think that's also been huge is like i've defined myself through my own perspective not through other people's perspectives um and even today you know they are the ones who reach out to me and be like oh you know your journey your rise and i was like dude you thought i couldn't do any of this two years ago you know but i don't say that anymore because i'm classy and i'm a big person so i i don't say that but not a lot of them didn't believe in me two years ago
0: Mm real 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 so the future round future round future round what's next for you personally in 2017 i know you can't disclose a lot of stuff but i mean if you can just give us some type of tease like what's 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 next what's on the horizon what can we expect from you
1: dude it's absolutely unreal like my manager is just making me salivate like every time we talk on the phone because dude now i have i have representation and he knows everyone like in hollywood in silicon valley and so I think the question is not, what am I gonna do? It's like, what am I not gonna do? You know? Um, because there's already so much that we can do. It's like, we really have to prioritize. So, um, you'll absolutely see me on national television. I think that'll be really exciting, uh, coming up this year. So I don't want to give out too many details, but it will be business focused. I can say that. Um, but you will see me on national television that I can literally be like, watch this channel on Sunday at seven 30 Eastern. And you'll see me on TV. I think that'll be really cool. Um, Marie Claire, uh, you talked about that is, uh, is quoting me in an upcoming article. So stay tuned for that. I'm going to share that. Um, and then just Look, I mean, we're literally going for domination the next year. I mean, radio, television, film, uh, Hollywood, all of that stuff. I mean, it'll be ridiculous, you know, because no one like me has ever broken through uh, that side. Um, and so, I think it'll be really, really amazing. And I think the one thing that you can, you know, continue to see for me is just versatility. Um, so, the same week that I keynote at Google, you know, you'll see me on a red carpet, and I think that'll be what is going to stick with people. Um,
0: yeah. Yeah.
1: So I'm I'm just really excited. <laughs> and I'm
0: pissed. We almost getting to the end, but I do have one question, it's a real yeah. question that I I'm like, yo, gee, how did you not address that at the beginning of the podcast? But um what also makes you unique is you're of Indian is it is not Indian, not Indian, not Indian. What descent?
1: I'm Indian.
0: <laughs> you're Indian. Okay. I yeah, just want to make yeah, sure that like, yeah, but yeah, you're yeah. Of Indian descent, and that's like such yeah. a rarity in what you do. That's what also is like the triple unique factor of what you do. Like um, I don't think there's been too too many that have broke no. through an American soul in a big yeah. capacity. Yeah. So yeah. what? But how do you claim and own that though? Because from an outsider's perspective, it is sometimes. The Indians that I see, they're either very, very Indian or the white, yeah. they act white. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. So it's dude, like, dude, I'm so glad you said that honestly because I completely agree, and I think that's why I've been so obsessed about making it and about really like doing it the right way and, and the big way, not like, oh yeah, she was on one show as a you know what is it guest appearance? Like that's never something I wanted, right? So for me, it was like either I'm Jessica Alba or I'm nobody. Like who is who is like that in between? So there was no one, um, and so. For For me, you know, look, I'm very Indian, you know, I'm never going to be like, I'm not like I was born in India. I've done plays in my native language. I'm as Indian as they come. Uh, Having said that, I'm also very American, right? And I also speak Spanish and all this kind of stuff. And so I think I'm really different. from the typical Indian that you guys have seen and or see and or have heard of or whatever. And so um, I'm excited. I'm excited to rep me. I'm excited to rep my people. Um, I think that there has never been a celebrity who is as Indian as I am, but who is also (laughs) as American as I am, who's American. So like, if you've heard of Priyanka Chopra, I love her. Uh, She is a Quantico star, Baywatch star, uh, but she's Indian from India. Like she's not American, you know? And so what I'm building though is an American brand, an American lifestyle brand. I'm homegrown from America, you know, so I think that will be something, um, that's rare, uh, that rather that just like, hasn't been seen before, you know, cause the Mindy Kaling and all these those people who I love so much grew up in a time when, you know, it was like uh, difficult to like own your culture, uh, cause of just, you know, racism and whatever. And so for me, thankfully I've grown up in a time when I was very Indian uh, in the way that I express myself and the dancing and the like, all of that stuff, you know? So I've never had to like apologize for my culture, you know? Um, so I'm excited to bring all of that, uh, to you guys and, and to grow my, you know, portfolio to the millions and millions and millions of followers and this and that. Cause I think it's important. I think it's important for people to see someone who owns who she is, who speaks. I speak Hindi, I speak Bengali, I speak Spanish, I'm all of it, you know? So, um, so I'm excited, dude. I think it's, it's been, um, it's been a blessing. I don't think something like this will happen again, because I think that there are a lot of factors that come together to create someone with all these different crazy skills. Um, so I'm excited, dude, I'm excited to create a legacy. I'm excited to, um, you know, uh, empower other girls and women to be fierce and, and also to show men that, you know, we can't be, uh, messed around with, you know, and that we're going to make our millions, we're going to make our billions and you're going to watch, you know, cause I think it's really important, uh, for men too, to be like shit, you know. Uh, she, 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 damn girl, she she's a billionaire, you know. Like, I think that's really important. So yeah, I'm really excited. I'm so proud to be Indian. Uh, I'm so proud to be American. Uh, and uh, you know, I think uh, this is uh, just the beginning. So I'm so excited.
0: <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love it yeah. so. Uh-huh. As we conclude, I got the culture change round, which is a series of five rapid fire questions. I need rapid fire answers. Are you ready to go? Uh, yes.
1: All yes.
0: right. What is the best piece of advice that you have never received?
1: Oh, God. Oh, this is a good one. Okay. Best piece of advice that I've never received. Uh, how important self-respect and self-love are in your career as well as personal Life, I think that's something that I was like, oh, my God. And nobody talks about it. And so I literally just wrapped up a podcast before you on that. uh, Why self-respect is the most underrated leadership trait. (laughs) Mm,
0: Love that. Love that. If you could add one habit and take away one habit, what would it be?
1: Okay. Uh, add one habit, uh, more calm. <laughs> be, just like have each day and be like, it's fine. I'm doing fine. So like, just be more calm. Uh, so that's add. Uh, take away the need to constantly achieve like every second of the day. You know, I think that's something that I would uh, t- try to take away. as in, as in not do it every second, do it like every hour, you know?
0: What is your favorite book and why?
1: My favorite book and why, um, my favorite book. So what I just finished, what I just finished. Uh, I just finished. Ooh, okay. There was one called the power of habit. Um, I thought that was really good because I think, uh, and I'm, you know, now it's like I'm my own brand and I have to like really, you know, be in the habit of, of making good choices and, and do good things. And, and just, I don't know. I mean, it's ridiculous in terms of an entrepreneur. It's like, you know, this, right. You have to maintain your own schedule and all that kind of stuff. So it's called the power of habit, basically how to uh, build in good habits in your life, how to take away bad habits. And so I've just been trying to do that a lot more because now it's like, I'm a brand, you know, and like what I say matters, how I look matters. I have to work out after, you know, just like, Everything that I do all of a sudden is like important. So uh, (laughs) so that's that's what I've done. The Power of Habit. It's Mm. a good book.
0: Love it. Love it. Love it. What is your biggest fear?
1: My biggest fear, mediocrity. Yes, mediocrity, Uh, not achieving uh, what I want to achieve. And look, I mean, I think for for me, it's been really uh, important in the sense that breaking the barriers, you know, come from a middle class background. So going from middle class to like millionaire, billionaire, dude, that's hard, you know, which is why I have the greatest respect for President Obama, you know, Michelle Obama, Oprah, all of them, because that's what they come from or or even less you know they 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 can they came from even less and so i think that is remarkable i think that's incredible i think that requires a lot of focus i think that requires a lot of shutting out the noise cuz i'm just every day i'm made aware that what i'm trying to achieve is like is very like you know like a very small percentage of the population is like trying to achieve that um and so i just want to keep going i think i'm scared that i'm uh, not going to make it there. I'm scared that, you know, I'll stay in quote unquote mediocrity. For and mediocrity for me, it's not, you know, mediocre. It's like, you know, the normal life, but I don't want normal. I want crazy. <laughs> <laughs>
0: so,
1: yeah, I think that's, yeah. That's <laughs> I love it. I
0: love it. And, and, yeah. and the last one before we into our final, final question of the podcast is, yeah. if you were the president of the United States, what would you do? Yeah. What would the first thing? Ooh. you would do? My bad. If you were the president yeah. of the United States, what is the first thing you would do?
1: Yeah, I would enter the Paris Agreement.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh, yeah, that, that is what I would do because climate change is real um, and and denying it is not going to help anyone. Mm,
0: say no more. you. <sighs> and <Yeah. laughs> last but certainly not least, I call myself yeah. the culture change agent. Everybody yeah. that comes to this show is a culture change agent in their own right. Yeah. So if you could change one thing about society, uh, most specifically the culture, what would it yeah. be and why?
1: Okay. So I just talked about this on the podcast this morning. This is so good. It's such a good question. So I think society has a tendency to go from the outside in as in, uh, you know, what is everybody else doing based on that? You figure out what you want to do. What is everybody else wearing based on that? You figure out what you want to wear. But I have always been inside out, meaning that I've mastered myself before I tried to talk to anybody else. You know, I mastered what my, um, choices were and what I want to wear before I figure out what other people are trying to wear. Um, so I think I would want want to change that mindset is like, you have to go inside out. You know, you have to, uh, master yourself. You have to become self-confident. You have to become powerful from within. You have to become validated from within before you try to like make friends and stuff. Cause think about it today. If somebody doesn't want to be my friend, I'd be like, bye, I'll find another friend. But if me like 10 years ago, when let's say I tried to, you know, uh, be everybody's friend and somebody doesn't want to be our friend, I'm going to be depressed. Mm-hmm. Right. So I think that's the change that's been because today, like nothing anybody does faces me. Really. Uh, I ask you to speak at four companies, four companies say no, I'll get 10 companies to say yes. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I think that's been my um, shift uh, because I've just mastered myself and I've become so powerful and confident from within um, because I have not spent my entire life looking at what other people are doing. Mm. right so i think that would be like the biggest change that i want to make is you guys got to go from the inside out not from the outside in
0: love that Yeah, so, that's
1: like deep right yeah. ish. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so yeah. where where can because i mean i've enjoyed this interview it's yeah. been a blast energy points all that yeah. good stuff so where can the yeah. audience keep up with your rise how can we keep track how can we stay in the flow in your presence as you continue yes. to grow? where can we find oh you oh my
1: god mind? Yes, please. Yes. Join my go-getter clubs. Um, so yes, I'm building a lot, um, for us. Um, so stay tuned for that. But for right now, follow me on Twitter at speaker Shin Facebook, public page, uh, like it at Speaker Shinjini, Instagram at Speaker Shinjini. I will say that I've been overwhelmed um, by the response. You know, um, As you know, it's a very uh, non-traditional person uh, who has tried to break through here. Um, but I just had one simple vision, wh- which was that what if an engineer could become as famous as Beyonce and change the world? Um, and I think that is uh, that's what's going to happen. So, I mean, you guys have made it happen, right? I wouldn't be here without you guys. And I think But um, I'm just so excited to to continue building for you. So absolutely stay tuned. There's going to be a lot more opportunities for you guys to interact. Um, I've been getting that question a lot. is like, I'm a go-getter guy. What can I do? I'm a go-getter girl. What can I do? And so I'm working on that now. So I won't say much, but... There will be stuff for y'all to do. <laughs> let's let's just say that. Um, and uh, yeah, I'm super excited. So yes, yeah, so my handle is everywhere. It's speaker Shinjini, Um, because you know I wanted like I wanted to remember how this entire journey started, and it was through speaking. And so. Mm Yeah. So, so now you're going to see me in all sorts of like weird places and like red carpets and whatever. And I'll be like, all right, speaking like that's because sometimes I'm also like disillusioned. I'm like, how how do we get here? And I was like, oh, speaking, speaking, speaker. (laughs) That's how we got here. So it's actually a little bit for me also (laughs) to just remember like how we got started. Um, But yeah, dude, thank you so much. And I'm just so excited. And you're obviously a go-getter guy to the extreme. Uh, You can, you know, uh, have your own club. You'll be the president of your own club. Uh, And I'm just so excited. Yeah, so this has been great.
0: Hey, I love it. I love it. I love it. Minority Trouble Lazy Nation, man. You have just witnessed. You have just been a part of a classic interview. And I'd like to thank say publicly thank you for giving us your time um and and just working through some tech difficulties. And yeah, just having an amazing spirit. And amazing. And I don't I don't care whoever's listening, wherever they're at, I can tell you have no choice but to be perked up after something like this. Like there was no there was no drop points. I mean the energy was yeah. contagious. And I just can't I just can't wait to see kind of where you're going
1: yeah dude i'm so excited i mean i'll just say that the kinds of opportunities that are being discussed right now um you guys have never seen anything like this uh so i'm just gonna put that out there it's gonna be something unlike anything you've ever seen and that's my job i'm not here to do something that's already been done oh!
0: mm. <laughs> hey my only trouble is we ended on that i had nothing else to say outside of make sure you subscribe and make sure you do one thing what does that mean to hear one thing change the freaking culture good night